mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mickey and Loveland. Okay, did a little bit of checking on yours, Mickey. Take the filter back that's internal to that transmission. You're not going to be able to change it. And the way to change the fluid in that is there's a drain plug at the bottom, and there's another fill plug in it that you'll have to fill it back up with. You will not be able to change the filter. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. And, yes, I have changed it a couple times already. Perfect. Because I heard that they weren't uh, the best transmissions in the world. They are not. That is correct. (laughs) And I wanted to keep it as long as possible. So, all right. Thanks, John. You're very welcome, Mickey. Appreciate that. And those are sometimes things I have to look up on the, the, you know, have to look up because I do not have those off the uh, top of my head. All right. Somebody else asked me on the extinguisher end of things. Some of you may not agree with me on this one, or you might laugh. When I have an extinguisher in one of my vehicles, it is honestly only for other uses outside of my vehicle. If you guys have listened to me for any length of time, you will know that if a my vehicle especially catches fire, I am liable to pour more gasoline or diesel fuel on it to make it burn even faster because, frankly, I do not want to own a vehicle that has ever been on fire. Period. If it catches fire to the point where I need a fire extinguisher, I'm letting it burn. I'm not even calling the fire department until it's burned to the ground. I don't want to own the thing when it's done. So the extinguisher, by the way, is not for me. It's for something else that might catch on fire you know, around it, but it's not going to be to save my vehicle because I don't want to ever own a vehicle that has been caught on fire. Along those lines, I told you guys last hour I would give you a story about a, uh, a texter, somebody from the show that I've been texting back and forth that has a family member with a new, newer, not brand new, but a new F-250 that was struck by lightning. And several vehicles around it were as well. Once it was struck by lightning, of course, it wiped out all of the electronics on the vehicle, much like an EMP strike, and none, nothing on the vehicle worked. The original adjuster wanted to have the vehicle, you know, it was at a Ford dealer to look at how, what it would take to actually get the vehicle up and running. The Ford dealer said, don't fix it. I said, don't fix it. The original adjuster said, no, let's fix it. And through the course of probably a lot of us making comments back to the adjuster, the dealer included, that this thing is not worth fixing, the vehicle has now been totaled and will move on. Now, the downside is that vehicle will probably go to auction, will get fixed, will be back on the open used car market at some point, and again, buyer beware because somebody will be buying a vehicle that most likely will have problems from this point forward. It's why you don't want to own that vehicle after something like that happens. 
So the insurance company, which is USAA, is doing the right thing. So congratulations. They're totaling the vehicle, which is what needs to be done. And not USAA's fault, but that vehicle will get totaled and then get sold, sold at auction again, recoup as much as they possibly can, and somebody else will end up buying that vehicle and have to go through the process of fixing it, and who knows how that's going to pan out. So anyway, side note, uh, I don't want to own a vehicle that's been struck by lightning. I don't want to own a vehicle that's been on fire. Those are two, and those are two no-nos for me. I'm not going to own either one of those once that's done. They need to be totaled and move on. Ray and Littleton, you're next. Hello. John? Hey, Ray. Wow, that was quick. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm, I wasn't expecting to get on so fast. No, you're fine. No worries. You know, I called you guys a couple months ago about my 06 Acura TL. Uh-huh. And, and uh, the catalytic converters were clogged. Okay. And you know, I was getting quotes for four to five grand. And, you know, that's... That's the way it is. Yep. Here's what I found. Um, I'm gonna next week. I'm gonna ship my car up to Wyoming. My daughter lives up there. Okay. Okay. She's out, 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 and she's out. Actually, out in the sticks a bit near Cheyenne. But um, you know, um, I talked to my exhaust guy, and he told me, you know, I was I was asking for brands of manufacturers of you know catalytic converters who to go with. And uh, Catco and Walker and anyway, so I can pick up the parts, you know, which this is what surprises me. I guess things are done differently up in Wyoming. They gave me the option of just ordering new cats, having them shipped to them, and they'll install them. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm going to buy three cats for around 900 bucks. And uh, ship it to them, and they'll install them uh, for somewhere between eight and nine hundred bucks. Um, here's my question, though. All right, so he lives up there, and if I bring the car back right away to Colorado and have it e-tested. You know, they're going to see that there's brand new cats on there. I mean, there's two manifold cats and one in the downstream. Correct. What should I do? I mean, should I just leave, you know, should I have her register it in Wyoming? Yes. Bring it back down? Yes. No, I would register that in Wyoming. You're going to have a tough time getting that approved. Now, I shouldn't say it's a crapshoot. Let me say it that way, Ray. When it comes to getting that through the emissions center here, you could go there on a really good day and have a, you know somebody where it's super busy and they just do kind of a quick check and, okay, it's got new cats on it, great, fine, blah, blah, blah. It passes out the door, it goes. You get a sharp technician, though, that says, hmm, that's got new cats. Uh, do you have your CARB-approved you know, paperwork that says those are, are California you know, approved catalytic converters that were just installed, blah, blah, blah. I need to see that. I mean, again, it's going to really come down to the technician that go that you go through that day in the lane now, you know, and, and if you're past the expiration of, 
of the license plates themselves. You can't even go to the mobile ones and just drive, you know, find them around town and drive through in a certain amount of time and still have that applied. If you're past the expiration of the tags, you're not going to be able to do that because you have to do that mobile drive through and find those in town about 45 days or so prior to renewal. Otherwise, it's a moot point as well. It doesn't work either. So given all of that, if you've got the ability to register it up in Wyoming, I would do that. And then I can bring the car back and drive it for a year or so and then reapply? Theoretically, by law, or not theoretically, by law, you're not supposed to live here and have out-of-state plates. Now, in your situation, if you can prove you've got you know res- residency in another state and you're still driving here, and the fact that there's a gazillion out-of-state plates running around daily here that I see all the time, I think, Ray, the chances of you being stopped and being you know, harassed because you've got a Wyoming plate are probably slim, if not none, so I wouldn't concern myself with that. Legally, though, and since I'm on air, I have to say this, legally, you're not supposed to do that. If you're an out-of-state resident that's now moved to Colorado even, you have 30 days to re-register the car in Colorado. But given you've got these circumstances, I wouldn't worry about it. Did I just put the car in her name? No, her no, I would put, I would leave it in my name and just put it up there at that address and do it that way. I, w- I wouldn't bother me. And just somebody ever asked, say, I have two residences. I have one in Wyoming, one here. There's a lot of people that way, so I don't. You wouldn't have any issues that way. Okay, so I mean, even though I don't live up there, I could just use her address again. Is what you say again? Legally, no, but yes, you could. And again, I have to say that because <laughs> I'm on air. But you know, yes, legally. You, you, you know, you would probably really need to put that in her name and go through that process and so on. And legally, uh, you're not supposed to be doing this. But, you know, no offense, Ray, these guys get enough of our money, and I really don't care if I'm saying it openly. The state gets enough stinking money. This whole catalytic converter thing that they have to be from California in the first place is a bunch of nonsense. They're not helping anybody. They're only hurting people. So, frankly, I don't care what they, what they think or what they even think of me saying so. If that's how you have to get around it, that's what I would do. Yeah, you know, I've got a friend that's got a Prius who got his cat stolen. He's been waiting 10 months. That's right. It's a year process. That's exactly right. On, on a Prius, that's right. Yep, correct. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous. It's so, un, it's so unfair. Yep. Yeah, and, and that I'm law, Ray, trying... and, and, I, and I'll say it, that law that they passed in Colorado they think is going to make our air cleaner, and I say think because it's not going to, and all they do is help out the poorest of people, or all they're doing is hurting the poorest of people in the state by having that law. How come they can't figure it out, John? Because they're politicians. They're knuckleheads. They don't think like you mm-hmm. and I do. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to buck the system. I'm just saying, you know what? I I got to spend five grand in Colorado. Yep. yep. When I'm going to spend two grand. That's half. In Wyoming. Yeah, you'll spend half in Wyoming. That's correct. Now, what's happening in Wyoming? We had John from Cheyenne call in this last week, or a couple weeks ago. I want to say to the, my my daily show, Ray. And what's happening in Wyoming with some of the muffler shops? Unless you know them and can work around it, there's some muffler shops in Wyoming because this is becoming prevalent of people just driving up there and getting cats put on and driving back down. There are muffler shops and repair shops in Wyoming that if you cannot prove you're a Wyoming resident, they will not work on your car in that manner. Well, I'm an, you know what? I, I'll just give it to my kid. You know, I'll sign it over to her. I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to break the law. 
I'm well, just I, trying to say. I don't care if you put regular cats on and bring it back down here. You're not hurting my feelings any. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to use compliant cats. I'm not using cheap stuff. I'm going to use good quality stuff that my muffler shop here in town recommended. I'm going to go with Walker. And, 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 and by the way, Ray, I think if it, if it were me, and I just had a text message from a good friend of mine, um, if it were me, I would go ahead and get if the if you can do the cats in Wyoming and they'll put them on. I would I would run it through an emission center here and just see what happens. You're liable to get there on a particular day where they don't look at anything and it just passes. And if that happens, great. Now you're in good shape and less well, hassle. You know what? Two of the two of the cats are you know they're manifold cats, right? Right. They're they're up top. Oh, you know, front middle, and then one in the back. I mean. I could stick a, uh, what is that product called that you can uh, cover the downstream cat with? What's it called? Oh, the locks, you mean? Yeah, I could cover that cat up. You could. And, you know? Yeah. I, I'm just saying. No, I'm I, 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 Ray, I, I think you're on the right track. And I, I, if it were me and you've got a connection in Wyoming that'll do that and you could come back down here before I even did anything, retitling it and registering and so on, I would just run it through and see if it passes. It may very well. Well, it should. I mean... Oh, it'll pass. It's just a matter of whether they're visually going to pass it. That's the out the tailpipe. You'll be fine. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, I'll be exactly. Yeah, you'll fine. have no issues there. I'm just saying. So if I cover up the cat downstream, okay, then you know the two cats up top. You know the manifold cats. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know that I'd even worry about doing that, Ray. I just run it through and see if it passes. Yeah, I'm in no hurry to bring it back. I, you know, she can keep it for a few months. I don't think uh, you'd even. I, again, I'd just bring it down and run it. Yeah, that makes sense, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate you, Ray, very much. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. Couple lines open: three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over eighty years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now 
at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Driver specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Glenn in Arvada, you're next. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, I you're welcome. I appreciate all the things that you talk about because, well, I do learn some stuff. Well, thank you. Anyways, I got this 2008 Dodge Grand Caravan. It's been quite an interesting thing to own because if I had to pay for a garage to fix everything, I would have paid for it twice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Right now, it's with these. The dashboard kind of lit up with all the lights, and uh, there's a, a code on there that I've never seen anywhere: U1110 and a U1120. And I can't clear them out, and I can't get those dash lights to shut off. And I'm just wondering what you got to say about that. A U one 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 zero is the vehicle doing anything strange at all? Yeah, the uh, speedometer doesn't work, and uh, sometimes it seems to be overheating a lot with the transmission. And uh, well, it seems to drive okay, but it just uh, you know. 
all those lights are on. I don't have any any uh, ABS brakes anymore. Yeah, you've, you. It's, it sounds like it's losing the signal to, that controls the, you know, the the speed. In other words, it has no idea what what speed you're you're going. It's lost the uh, the the speed message or the speed messaging. I should say that's what both of those codes mean, and which would mean that your ABS and other things are not going to function. So yes, that's that sounds correct. Okay, but I I, I did replace both front wheel sensors. And it didn't change anything. No, so. it's somewhere it's not sensing from probably not the wheel speed sensors, but what's coming out of the, the transmission, how fast you're going. It's not recognizing that some way, somehow. Okay. Transmission. Yeah, I've seen interesting codes that I keep clearing out of there every now and then and wait yeah, for it to some, come back Something up. is not right somewhere. The... The U one 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 zero is a is a wheel speed message. Doesn't mean that the sensor is not picking up. It's just it's not receiving the correct message. And the one one two zero means it's not measuring the distance the wheel is going correctly. So there's a combo between those two. One thing to look at is make sure you don't have a blown fuse or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I think I've gone with all, all the times I keep check, checking different things on this. I'm pretty sure I've checked that. Um, but I was wondering if at, at a dealer or something, if they could clear the code, if that would just correct No, I, I doubt in this case if clearing it's going to affect it. I'm guessing there's something. It's not picking up the signal some way, somehow. So it would be in the transmission and not that uh, main You know, the one thing I would do is go through your owner's manual and look to see what fuse controls that. And if it were me, I would change the fuse. Don't just take it out and look at it. Put a new fuse in and see if it does anything. Okay. Sometimes they'll act up and no, you know, not connect correctly and so on. I would look at all that first. Yeah, I think there's three different fuses for the ABS, 40, 30, and a 10. And if that's the case, put all three of them in it. <laughs> they're well, cheap. Okay. We- they're not that expensive. Just change them out and save them. If, you know, if they're good, you can save them for something else. Okay. Hey, thanks. You're very welcome, Glenn. Thank you for the call, and let me know what that does when it's all said and done. Uh, Steve in Colorado Springs. Go ahead, Steve. Good afternoon again. How are you? I'm good, sir. Thanks. Good. Quick uh, passing thought on a nitrogen issue. Uh, I don't think it's really beneficial for cars, but on fun jets, think Boeing and Airbus, Gulfstream, probably a good idea because you've got temperature extremes, minus 40 at flight level to plus 25 centigrade okay. on the ground. Probably a good idea. Anyway, what I called about was I'm just really getting weary of the used car dealer business model. As in, we took daughter's Jetta 08, pretty low miles, 115. And this guy, Big Joe, been around him forever in Colorado Springs, 30, 40 years. Always advertising, push it, pull it, scrape it, drag it, 4,000 per trade. So anyway... Spent well more than two hours. He's got to jack around. Nope, we're only giving you a thousand. And I'm like, Joe, how can you, Will, can you get up in the morning and look yourself in the mirror when you're doing this fraudulent, you know, bait or bait and switch? Bait and switch, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I I just don't get it. And then you kind of convinced me. The goal here is, by the way, I would have done this two years ago when the used car prices were higher, is, okay, the jet is sold in like 10 minutes. Per book, thirty-eight. Right. So the goal is to, is to replace it with like a Honda Accord, CRV. But uh, baby mama, the Persian princess of pleasure and pain, has got her heart set on an X3 or an X5, 
And for my daughter, who's going back to grad school in Syracuse, age 24, I'm not convinced that's the best car for her because she's great, she's amazing and talented, but I've tried to work her into how important it is, like you and I believe, you to spend money on the front end mm-hmm. in prescribed maintenance or a lot more on the back end. Mm-hmm. So what do you think would be the best thing to get her? They're in the snow belt, but they've got, not like 30 years ago, they've got a lot of great snow removal equipment. So I'm thinking like a, a Cord or a Subaru Forester. What are your thoughts? If I was going to send a kid out in either the Accord or the Forester, it'd be the Accord. My thoughts exactly. Just and I know that a lot of folks can say, "Well, the Subaru is all-wheel drive and blah blah blah." Well, it is, but it's more maintenance, less fuel economy, uh, reliability factor is better on the Honda than the Subaru. Sorry, Subaru guys, but the Honda is better. So, in that particular circumstances, Steve. Uh, I would I would do the Accord. Now, personally, if it was me and I had a choice between the two cars, I'd buy the Forester. But that's not me versus, you know, it's me right. versus your daughter. Right. And, you know, you kind of convinced me. I was thinking about, well, let's find a AAA maintenance facility in Syracuse and hopefully find a decent dealer. And, you know, with our technology. Right. Just do it all and avoid the shipping cost of 900 bucks on a carrier. But you kind of convinced me that might not be the best idea. No, I wouldn't do it that way. Okay. Very good. All right, Steve. It's always good, man. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Kyle, Paul, you guys hang tight. Going to take a break. Uh, Actually, real quick, I've got Paul. I'll squeeze you in. Paul, hang tight. Kyle, you hang tight. I'll get you after the the break. Paul, go ahead. Yeah, how you doing, John? I've been listening to you since the days of Donnie Cypher. Thank you, Paul. Anyways, I bought this 2019 Fiesta new, and I did my first plug change on it a couple of weeks ago at 70,000 miles, which is a little late, but for reasons, whatever, that's what I did. So, I noticed uh, where the electrodes were, that they weren't too bad. They were pretty clean. They were cleaner, closer to the coil, which makes sense. And um, But I also noticed some soft carbon on the, on the face of the plug, mm. and I was just wondering if there's something I need to do extra to Maybe clean that up a little bit. Yeah, on that one, uh, and the next the next time you change oil, put the BG EPR and do the oil change at the same time and run a can of 44K through it. You could do the 44K now, but I'd go ahead and do the EPR at the next oil change as well. Actually, I've been doing that since day one at 5,000 miles. All right, good, good, good. Uh, when's the last time you did 44K? Um, well, it'd be about... 1,500 miles ago. No, you're fine then. I wouldn't worry about it then. Just leave it. You're good. Okay. Yep. All right, man. If you're doing those two things, you're good, Paul. Don't worry about it. You're in good shape. All right. Thanks, sir. You betcha, Paul. Appreciate it. Jerry uh, and Denver and Kyle, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Kyle in Dallas is next. Go ahead, Kyle. Well, John, how are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Thanks for calling us. Well, greetings from uh, jungle, hot, and humid Dallas, Texas. Uh, we're, we're still cool here, as you know. Well, hey, uh, I wanted to comment on Canadian cars. Yes, uh, What yes. some people may not realize is, uh, 
you know, up in Canada, they have their own DOT. They do. And so some of their cars may be built to uh, DOT, to, to Canadian uh, specs up there. So their, their headlight assemblies, their taillights might be different, even mm-hmm. some of their body panels. Good point. So, you know, if you get into uh, where you need another one, if you get into an accident or something, you need to replace those. I mean, yep. you know, the Great question point. is, is are, some, are some of those parts available in the uh, mm-hmm. dealer U.S. parts network? Great point. And then making sure that everybody differentiates that when you go to actually do it. Of course, the VIN number will say that, but I get your point. And yeah, that's something to think about for sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes even there, uh, I mean, you can you can look on the uh, manufacturer's website and you can look at the Canadian website Yep. and look at the U.S. website and the same make and model of car they may look a little bit differently the body panels may be different the great bumpers point. i mean they uh, they're they're made uh, differently for each country you are great yeah that's a great point spot on yes 100 percent. so and also on the question of the day the uh the thing that i learned my, my granddad taught me is after uh after you do a job whether it's on your car or around your house or anything clean and Clean up your tools and yep. put them back put everything away. where they need to be. And if, you, if you've if you done something like round off a socket or a uh, Phillips head screwdriver or something, uh, replace it yep. before your next job. Yeah, otherwise you're going to be in trouble the next time around. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to yep. grab a Phillips screwdriver. Yeah, that's right. Work. Great point. Good advice. So, anyway, well, Kyle, have a good day. Kyle, pr- appreciate you, man. Stay cool, and we appreciate you very much, sir. You bet. Thank All right, you. take care. Thank you very much. Jerry in Denver, you're next. Go ahead, Jerry. Hi, John. Uh, I have a 2019 Silverado pickup that I bought new in excellent condition. Okay. I was pulling over because I felt faint, and I did faint, so I had a rolling accident, and I ended up on the front porch of concrete porch it broke the frame and the electronic steering mechanism mm, okay and uh the dealership's already replaced the front bumper the tire and the wheel but it's been nine weeks waiting on the frame mm. so i have a, a few questions and i'd like your advice no go right you know ask away the first question is uh what do you think um, uh, it'll now, it's not, it'll have a damaged title, right? And yes. It'll reduce the price. Correct. The, I, the guy, I said, well, why don't you just fix the uh, steering thing and let me have the truck back so I can drive it till you get the frame. Well, we're worried about wearing out the tires. Yeah. But I've already spent $2,000 over and above my $900 insurance policy. That's easy. That's two sets of tires. Right. So... What's the total amount of... uh, Jerry, what's the total... And by the way, I'm glad you're okay, and this is never fun to go through, so I'm glad you're you're doing all right. What's the total claim going to be, roughly? The the insurance company gave me a check I sat on for a month. Then I deposited. It was uh, just short of fifteen grand. Okay. Nine grand was for the frame, and three was for the labor. And they said since I did not use their preferred uh, dop, there's nothing they can do. I want to keep the truck. I'm seventy six. It's I've been a customer there for 
almost 30 years that uh, uh, it's uh, LD, a light-duty Silverado. I had skid plates put on. Okay. So what do you think it cost me in lost value? A, B, I do not want to sell them the truck or trade it in. Could they be dragging their heels to wear me out to give them the truck for peanuts? Oh, you never know on that end of things. Doubtful. I mean, they don't necessarily want the truck, but they'll drag their feet to not pay you as much as you're owed. That they will do. You need diminished value out of them for the truck, and I'm guessing diminished value on that truck, given everything you're telling me, is probably in the neighborhood of $7,500 or so, Jerry, when it's all said and done? That's what I figured. Uh, I'm a finance guy by trade. Yeah, I'd, so, I'd okay, say you're pre- I mean, if you look at the open market and what that truck would bring undamaged versus now being fixed, I think 7500 is a good number. Okay. So they now, owe you that. Okay, what do you mean they owe me that? They, the the insurance to- company owes you that for the diminished value on the truck. They need to write you a check for that. Well, they've already the, the body shop Gave them the. Uh, they, now, they, that's a bit. The diminished value is a separate issue. It has nothing to do with the accident uh, and the repair of the accident, is what I should say, Jerry. Diminished value is separate, and they owe you that on a separate basis. The truck's so not worth what it once was. They owe you that. That's in addition to the 15 grand correct. I would give to the dealer. That's correct. So I should probably talk to an attorney. Uh, yes, you need to call Kevin Flesh, my attorney. Uh, nobody ever even mentioned that, the dealership. Yeah, you need diminished value, and you're getting close now to a total. Okay, well, I've learned something. Okay, well, let's say uh, I'm I'm going broke paying for the uh, crappy little Malibu that I'm driving. Yeah, and and again, you shouldn't have to pay for that either. you, You don't have to use their preferred... It's a bunch of garbage they're telling you that. You can use anybody you want to. The insurance coverage should stay the same. There should be no difference on that end of things, and you're going to need some legal representation to get to the bottom of this, Jerry, because they're, 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 they're doing you over. I'm sorry. They're, they're, they're not doing you well. Well, uh, I'll, I'll speak to an attorney. Uh, yeah. and, real, and if you want to talk to not- Kevin, he's more than willing to talk to you, Jerry. His number is 303-806-8886. Hang on, 806-8886. Kevin Flesh. This is what he does. Okay, the second question, if you have time. Sure. Uh, let's say they fix the electronic steering thing, you know, a pendant. Right. Well, I said I just want to drive the truck to the grocery store. We'll still wait till you get the frame, so... Uh, is it safe to drive No, they're the not going to let you do it. With the frame being damaged, they're not going to, liability-wise, and if I was them, I wouldn't let you drive it either, Jerry. Okay, the insurance. Uh, so the insurance owes related. you because it's undrivable. That's another thing they owe you for. All right, so i got to talk to uh, Yes. Talk to Kevin, and I would push to have it totaled. And you would do what? I would push, push them to have the vehicle totaled, and you just walk away from it and go buy another truck. Well, that's going to cost me a heck of a lot more than just keeping it. Well, I doubt it. When it's all said and done, it shouldn't. You should get all of your money recouped out of the insurance side of it to go buy another one. 
okay, now you've got a guy that you've talked about on the radio. If you, he would help you buy a vehicle or. Yeah, yeah, Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder, Josh. He was going to be here today, but he he was sick last minute, Jerry. Otherwise, he'd have been here today. Ridgeline in Boulder. Ridgeline in Boulder. Ridgeline, it's just RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. They're on they're on our website as well, drive-radio.com. Okay. All right, John. And if you need any other help, Jerry, email me and let me know what you need help with, and I'll be happy to assist. Yes, sir. All right, Jerry. You take care. No, appreciate it very much. Jeff, Wayne, guys, hang tight. We'll come back and uh, take you right after the break. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place, and oftentimes things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we are back. Thanks for joining us. Wayne in Castle Rock, you're next. Good afternoon, John. Um, I've spoken to you briefly about this in the past. I have a 2000 F-350, and I can't steer it at all when it's not moving. And I had a high-volume 
um, power steering pump installed. And I was going through my receipts to see how long ago it was to see if it was time to change the fluid. I noticed that they put um, uh, power steering fluid in it, and the owner's manual calls for um, transmission fluid. So I'm wondering if that might be contributing to part of the problem. I doubt it. Okay. Should I replace it with purge it and then replace uh, You can. The I mean, on, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're both compatible. A little bit more detergency in the ATF versus the power steering fluid, but that's not going to affect what you're doing one way or the other. Um, again, it's 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 a it's a moot point, Wayne. If you want to, I mean, it might be a little cheaper to run the ATF than it would be to run power steering fluid. And if you wanted to flush it and do that, you could. Uh, not going to change anything. Uh, I don't think it's going to change anything as far as how it works. <laughs> okay, so sounds like I'm still stuck with a truck that can't be steered unless it's moving. Uh, and those typically had enough, uh, I guess, first first question, bigger tires, wheels, anything, or is it all stock? One size larger than stock on the tires, uh, factory wheels. It should turn uh, those okay. Like yeah, it doesn't. And I, I bought it when it was two years old uh, many, many years ago, and it's been like this since I bought it. Okay. Then there's. You know, I've, I've replaced everything. I've replaced yeah. the pump, all the steering components. I've replaced everything. And when it's... Uh, when the tires are off the ground, obviously it turns effortlessly. Uh, right, right. I don't think anything's changed. I would just keep maintaining it. And I, again, I don't, as you found, changing pumps and stuff is not going to fix that. No, nope, you're right. It didn't. I thought it would. The, the pump needed to be replaced, so I heard I'd spend a little extra money and get the upgraded flow pump. Mm-hmm. And but that didn't change anything. No, no. I yeah, and I yeah, I don't think it didn't think it would. So. All right. Okay. Answer my question. You're a good man, Wayne. As always, appreciate you very much. Jeff, you're next. Western Montana. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Uh, I called in a couple weeks back about a daughter's car. They have a 2016 Ford Expedition that uh, had a clinking noise, ticking noise in it. And you said uh, that you thought it was probably the timing belt. And uh, they took it in. Uh, they tried to get an independent shop, but the one shop they know of down there said, you know, this is probably something better for a dealer. So okay. they took it to the dealer. Short story, they took it in, replaced timing belt, didn't fix the problem. So really got two, two Did questions. They, and that, and that one is, is uh, got, that one has the cam phasers and that in it. Did they do all, I mean, Typically, when you do a timing belt on that, you're checking cam phasers and the whole nine yards. Did they do all of that at the same time? Because they should have, and that's probably where the tick is. So I don't know what a cam phaser is. It changes the cam timing, and which is, and they were a problem on that vehicle. Okay. Well, they said that um, that the, the dealer said, well, it's probably the cam shaft. And that would need to be replaced. But uh, I mean, it's po- it, again. I'm and not not being there to listen to it and be right next to it and so on. I mean, again, I'm I'm guessing because I can't hear it and I'm not in front of it. I mean, right. are they wrong? No, it's a possibility the cam you know is is going bad. I, I, again, I can't argue with that one either. Right, but, and, and uh, that's the and that's the five four engine. If I'm doing this from memory, right? Correct. Right. Yeah, I, again, the, the can't, it's so common for the phasers on those to go bad. 
I mean, they are sold literally everywhere, and I'm surprised when they... And I'd have to ask. I guess I'd have to look. When they did the timing belt, did they do the entire kit that includes the cam phasers? And that should be on your receipt if that, in fact, is the case. That would tell us if the cam phasers were done. Okay, and that's something that they should have done? I would have. That was in my shop, yes. I don't own a shop anymore, but all of our shops would do that, yes. Okay, so as a dealer, they should have said, oh, by the way. What, What did it cost? Maybe I should ask that. What did it cost? Um, I think it came away with an $8,000 bill. I would think they did phasers in that for that kind of money. Yep. I would think. So do they have any recourse after that if it didn't fix the problem, or are they just pretty well, much If the camshaft's with? bad, probably not. And, again, I don't know that I can fault them because the first step in that would be the timing belt and the phasers because typically that's where the tick would be coming from. And, again, you do this by process of elimination, and the only way to know if it's really the camshafts would be to disassemble the upper end of the engine and spend more money. Easiest thing is to just put the, the timing kit with the phasers in it and, and be done with it. So I can't fault them for that. Okay, yeah, and and there's no measurement on the camshaft they could have taken. You have to just take it apart to determine that. That's yeah, they're not they're not going to know that visit. You know, to the naked eye looking at it, even if they had the valve covers off, which they wouldn't in this case, you still wouldn't know, unless one's really really okay. bad. But if it was really really bad, it wouldn't be a tick. It'd be a loud noise, and you'd know it. Okay. And that, that's a very common problem right. on that engine. And, that, and again, I'm not faulting them because the first step would be to put a timing belt, you know, timing chain, I should say, and uh, phasers in it. But, again, may, you know, look at your receipt and see if they, in fact, did, did all the phasers and everything because it should be on there if they did. Okay. And then, so, but camshafts are also a known problem with it as well? Um, I don't want to say known. The phasers are the most known, but, you know, that engine is very imperative that the right oil at the right time you know, it needs to be changed at the right interval with the right oil. Otherwise, yes, that can be a problem on that 5.4. Well, she said that they have been meticulous about changing it. So, okay. And she's the type of person who would do that. Okay. Know, has receipts. So. Okay, good. Um, okay. I'll but look at, look at the receipt. Sure. If you need to send it to me, even Jeff, you know how to do that. I do, sir. Okay. All right. Appreciate you, sir, very much. As always, uh, Gary and Parker's next. Go ahead, Derek. Gary, you're up. Hey, uh, I've got a quick question. Um, you're always talking about top-tier gasoline. Uh, i got a diesel truck. I'm new to it. Uh, is there any particular top-tier versions of diesel, or should I be just Oh, there's starting to be track? some, some you know, classifications, I guess you could say, for quote-unquote top-tier on diesel, although uh, my rule of thumb on diesel is just buy the diesel from a high-volume uh, you know, station where you know they're selling quite a bit of diesel. If you do that, the diesel will be fresh. It typically has the right additives in it. If it's name brand, in a way you go. It's not as imperative as top as top you know top tier gasoline would be in in you know in a regular you know gas engine, for example. Diesel fuel is a little different. The biggest thing on diesel fuel you have to watch is in the wintertime, of course, making sure it's got the right ad packs to make sure that it's you know it, it's got the anti gel in it and so on, so you're not gelling up and I would still run anti-gel when it gets super cold out. But the biggest thing with diesel fuel is it builds algae if it sits in the tank. So if you go to a low-volume dealer that's not selling much diesel, that's the bigger risk. Okay, I'm tracking with you. And then what about, should I add sort of like the, the, the hot shot secret or whatever name brands? What, vehicle, uh, what, what engine? What, what is it, Gary? It's a, it's a 2005 uh, Duramax. Uh. Oh... 
if you wanted to do anything in it, BG has a product you can run. It's a you know kind of a diesel fuel lubri- lubricity and stabilizer, uh, or the the um, uh, the other product, uh, Stanodyne, uh, which was really recommended by even the guys at Duramax back in the day. You could run Stanodyne in it if you wanted to; wouldn't hurt anything. Okay, it's not imperative, although, you know, the guys that do it religiously, you know, will you get longer life out of the injectors and some of the components in the engine itself, you know, as far as the fuel system goes? Yes, I, I'm not going to argue that. But, you know, is it a trade-off in what that costs and the hassle factor and so on versus just running a high-quality diesel fuel in the first place? That that one is a tough one, Gary. I mean, in our fleet, because of all the vehicles we have and the amount of fuel we go through, do we run additives in them? No. Uh, in our world, it's just cost prohibitive to put you know to put additive in every single truck every single time we fill up. We just don't do it. That makes sense. What about and are, you, are you familiar with Hot Shop Secret? I keep yeah, the Hot Shop products are good. There's nothing wrong with them. Okay. All right. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I you've, no, you're very welcome, Gary. I appreciate it. That's probably our last call for today. So, again, any of you that have questions even, you know, after the fact, and I apologize, there's been a few text messages that have come in and I've been working with, with folks, so uh, I, I, have not, uh, I have not had time to read all the messages. So I appreciate that, very, you know, appreciate the messages that come in very much. And if any of you have any questions that come up after the show, yes, you can always, uh, you know, you can always text me and I'll answer those. Email me as well. Now, some of you where you've got something like we were just talking to Jeff about where you may have a receipt or something, better off to just go online and email me, uh, not even through the website. If you've got an attachment or something, just email me, john, J-O-H-N, at drive-radio.com. So drive-radio.com, just J-O-H-N, at, and it'll come right to me. It's not a problem at all that way. It's a little hard to do an attachment in our contact form. I don't think you've even got that ability. So if you're trying to attach something like what Jeff needs to do with an invoice, you can do it uh, that way as well. And, again, these text messages that came in, I will... I'll do my best to answer those rarely, you know, pretty quickly today. If I don't, it'll be first thing in the morning. I am going to head up and see uh, kids and grandkids for Father's Day today. So uh, I will, uh, I'll do my best to get those answered. But if I don't, you'll know why. All right. Up next, we have got Sportsman of Colorado. Uh, they'll be joining us. And again, if you're listening to a replay of this on Sunday, thank you very much for doing so. We appreciate that as well. Or if this is replayed at another time. We appreciate that as well. And tomorrow is uh, Father's Day, so we want to wish all of our dads that are out there and those of you that are dads, happy Father's Day. Thank you for all that you do. Most dads do not get near enough recognition for all the time, effort, and sacrifice you've made for not only you, but our country, our families, and so on. So thank you, dads, for all that you do. And happy Father's Day on behalf of myself, Charlie, and Larry. Signing off, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.